Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello and welcome to Japan Explained. Japan meets West is probably my favorite topic of all time. Talking about Perry's visit to Japan reminded me of that, so I decided to introduce you to some culinary novelties that came to Japan shortly after. And while there were many, one stands out amongst them. It's curry rice, or should I say kare raisu. Ranking way higher on the popularity scale than sushi or tempura, Curry rice along with ramen is one of the kukuminshoku, the so-called national dishes of Japan, and favorite soul food of the masses. The average Japanese diner eats curry 70 times a year. That's at least once a week. So, you know, we have to talk about it. Every Japanese supermarket has an extensive selection of curry. You eat it in a restaurant for lunch, you eat it visiting friends, you bring regional curry as a souvenir from a trip. And if you happen to go to school in Japan, curry is a standard feature of your school lunch menu. You grow up eating curry and you grow up loving it. What's not to like? Hot, thick, stewy curry on top of freshly cooked rice is not only yummy, but it's also cheap and easy to cook and endlessly customizable. And yet, not even 150 years passed since the first curry recipe was published in a Japanese cookbook. So, let's see what happened during these 150 years and how foreign dish became so deeply Japanese. It is said that curry first came to Japan in 1859 via the port of Yokohama. Yet, for our story, it turned out to be a pretty useless fact, because nothing happened. It was brought by foreigners and eaten by foreigners, just so happened to be on the Japanese land. One year later, we see the word curry in a dictionary called Zoteikae Tsugo, written by Fukuzawa Yukichi. He didn't compile it himself, but just added a Japanese translation to the existing Anglo-Chinese dictionary he acquired in America. And while he probably never saw or ate curry himself, he suggests the first Japanese reading for the word, koruri. In 1864, we finally have a diary record about curry. It was made by Iwamatsu Taro, a member of an educational mission to Europe. While in the sea, he saw another person on the ship eating curry using his hands. He found it unpleasant and dirty and mentioned it in his journal. The first Japanese person to actually taste curry was Yamakawa Kenjiro. In 1871, he also went to study abroad 
but he had great troubles eating Western food. His doctor pushed him to try harder and one day Yamakawa attempted to eat curry. He found it cross and finished only the rice. But while it's hard to say if Yamakawa was actually the first Japanese to try curry or just the first one to complain about it, we clearly see the pattern. Curry is eaten aboard the ship or abroad. It didn't quite come to Japan yet. The story of a picky scholar, however, got an unexpected sequel. After returning to Japan, Yamakawa would continue his academic career and later become the first president of Kyushu University. To commemorate that, university now sells Yamakawa curry, a special recipe of the school canteen and a favorite dish of the students, created in an attempt to make curry that even picky Yamakawa would like. But while these earlier curry tales are fun, none of them brings us closer to the answer. So let's try to look from a different perspective. One thing that seems to be clear, curry came to Japan from England. Sounds reasonable. India was British colony and curry was widely enjoyed in the UK since the 18th century. In 1872, a recipe of raisu curry was published in a handbook of Western cuisine, or Seiyoruri Shinan. The list of ingredients goes as follows. Leeks, ginger, garlic, butter, shrimp, sea bream, oysters, chicken, frog, wheat flour and curry powder. Just where does this frog come from? But anyway, doesn't seem like this particular recipe became popular. Later the same year, another cookbook was published. A book of Western cuisine, Seiyororitsu, presented more palatable recipe, mentioning beef, chicken, leeks, apple, wheat flour, eggplant, yuzu and curry powder. Seems like it was borrowed and slightly adjusted from one particular British cookbook, Mrs. Beaton's book of household management. The only remark, it was not a curry recipe, but the one of curried chicken or fowl. And while I cannot grasp the difference between the two, Mrs. Beaton and other British authors of the time don't add flour to their curry recipes. In 1877, restaurant Fugetsudo was the first one to serve curry to the Japanese public. And I'd like to say that's how Japanese people discovered their love for curry and started cooking it all the time, but no, not even close. One portion of curry at Fugetsudo cost 8 sen. While for a bit more than one sen, you could go to a public bathhouse or eat a generous portion of soba noodles. Everything foreign was new and interesting, but pricey. And curry in Fugetsudo was an expensive food for the rich people. But while soon we'll see how the price gradually goes down, let's first understand what created the demand for curry in Japan in the first place. And for that, we have to thank the Japanese Navy. In 1870s, an imperial decree determined that Britain's Royal Navy should serve as the model for the development of the Japanese Navy, and three years later British naval mission arrived to Japan to establish British traditions within it. Seems like the Englishmen were determined to create a mini-copy of the British Navy in Japan, as even the style of the uniform, manners of the officers and food were adopted. And so curry, as a part of the package, appears on the menu of the Japanese Naval School. The mission remained in Japan until 1879. Just as it leaves, medical officer Takaki Kanehiro returns to Japan after his five-year-long study in England. 
1893, Takaki learns about a Japanese training mission to Hawaii that greatly suffered from biribiri. Out of 376 men, 169 came down with illness and 25 have died from it. But why does the Japanese Navy suffer from the disease, while the almost identical British one does not? And why cases of biribiri are common only among the low-ranking crew, but not the officers? Takaki supposed the problem might be in the diet. While officers enjoyed a varied diet, the crew was often lured to the navy by the promise of unlimited free rice. So, to send more money home, they'd eat rice and almost nothing else, as they had to pay for the other types of food. Takaki petitioned to run an experiment. And in 1884, another mission left Japan following exactly the same route. But now all crew members were fed a more western diet, including barley, meat and vegetables. And seems like curry was one of the dishes on the menu. In those days, eating meat was still rare in Japan, and curry was used to mask the smell. Out of 333 members of the crew, only 14 got biribiri, and no deaths occurred. This experiment convinced the Imperial Japanese Navy that poor diet was the prime factor in biribiri, and the disease was soon eliminated from the fleet. The Japanese army, on the other hand, continued to believe that biribiri was a contagious disease, and was rejecting any proof of the opposite. Twenty years later, this led to the sad consequence of 27,000 soldiers losing their lives to Biribiri during the Russo-Japanese War, as opposed to 47,000 lost in combat. But when will curry finally become an inseparable part of the Japanese Navy, as we constantly made to believe? Unfortunately, nobody knows for sure. But seems like it would happen in the early 20th century as the oldest surviving record about naval curry is seen in 1805 in the manual Kaigun Kapojitsu Sankosho. It includes karedaisu into its recipe section, suggesting that by the time it was spread widely enough to include in a textbook for naval cooks. A sample recipe calls for beef or chicken, carrots, onions, potatoes, salt, curry powder, wheat flour, beef fat and rice. The cooks were supposed to melt beef fat on the frying pan, mixing wheat flour until the mixture turns golden brown, add curry powder, then dilute the mixture with stock, put in diced meat and vegetables and simmer over the small fire. At the end, add salt and serve overcooked rice. It is also suggested to serve the dish together with pickles or chutney. Finally, finally we found a recipe that would become a classic Japanese curry. But let me say something here. By this time, Japanese Navy was not in favor of the British Navy anymore. For some time, it fancied French one and then in early 1900s decided that it learned enough and it's time to follow its own path. I guess that's how the curry recipe changed from a soupy British one to a more stewy French one, the preparation of which started with turning beef fat and flour into a roux. Curry will continue to be on the menu of the Japanese Marines, and by 1930s will get quite popular, with Naval Cookbook published in 1832, featuring many varieties of the dish. But just as I was ready to believe in a beautiful bond between the Japanese Navy and curry, I was disillusioned by Takamori Naofumi, a Japanese naval food historian. Every documentary about Japanese curry mentions that Friday, the last workday of the week, is a curry day in Japanese maritime self-defense forces. 
and this tradition is here for more than 100 years. Well, according to the Kamori, we've been lied to all this time. Seems like the Japanese Navy never had a strict meal plan, and at the beginning the self-defense force didn't have one either. And Friday was not even the beginning of the weekend until the 1980s when the five-day work week was widely adopted. So, while it's a tradition now, it's barely 40 years old. Not bad, but the famous Yokosuka naval curry just lost a big part of his charm to me. Now it's time to go back to the regular population. In the same early 20th century, when curry was gaining popularity in the navy, it started to spread to the regular public. After finishing their service, marines would return home and share their favorite recipes. Seems like the popularity started to grow, as in 1905, Imamura Yahei, the second-generation owner of medical ingredients store Yamatoya in Osaka, made the first Japanese-made curry powder called Hachikare. By the way, the company is still alive and well today and produces curry, other spice blends and sauces until the name Hachishokuhin. One year later, a magazine, Kateino Tomo, presents its readers with a recipe similar to the one we've already seen before. It also features beef, carrots, onions and potatoes. Japan had its own take on the Roaring Twenties. And just as cafe girls endangered the livelihood of geishas, fashionable young people preferred to dine on foreign foods instead of the boring Japanese ones, and curry restaurants grew popular. After the Great Counter Earthquake of 1923, many simple eateries reopened with some curry dishes like kare nanban or kare udon on their menu. And while the curry was now eaten by the working class, it was still considered to be too difficult to cook at home. That would change in 1926, when a company called House will mix curry powder, flour, fat and flavorings to produce the first instant curry product in Japan. On this wave of popularity, authentic Indian curry was introduced by a restaurant Shinjuku Nakamuraya in 1927. At 80 cents per portion, it was twice more expensive than the average plate of curry, yet more than 300 portions were sold every day. But Indian curry won't become mainstream until around the 1980s, so let's return to our main hero. In 1929, Hankyu department store in Osaka started serving affordable curry with rice. At 20 cents, a half price the other restaurants were charging, more than 10,000 people per day came here to dine on curry. Just two years later, the popularity of curry will lead to an international diplomatic incident. British brand Cross and Blackwell was known in Japan for its high-quality curry powder. But it was expensive and Japanese knockoffs that included extenders or replaced the content with domestically made powder appeared on the market. With several arrests, the British calmed down. As for the Japanese public, they understood that copycats were not that different from the original, so why should they pay more? And they switched to buying cheaper, domestically made curry powder. During the Second World War, curry was a part of Japanese emirations, so production for the civilians was discontinued. But soon after the war, the year 1954 could be regarded as the year of the curry revolution. That year, S&B Foods Incorporated released a new product, instant curry roux. The wheat flour and curry powder were already pre-cooked and pre-mixed together with vegetable puree, fats and flavorings. 
Now everybody could prepare curry at home. Easy to use and versatile curry roux was an instant hit. The late 1950s saw a real advertisement battle between different curry makers. TV and radio ads, sampling stations in department stores and cooking classes with an accent on curry. Every step Japanese housewives took, something reminded her of curry. And the fight was worth fighting for. In the first 10 years, the production of curry rick would tripled, reaching more than 80,000 tons a year. In 1960, Azaki Glico, we all know for their confectionery, utilized the chocolate bar-making technology to the curry block and released Glico One-Touch Curry Roux that gave curry blocks their distinctive shape. Three years later, House Foods introduced a curry mix called Vermont Curry. Containing apple concentrate and honey, it was much milder and sweeter than other mixes and helped to change the perception that curry was too spicy for the children. Kadaraisu enters school menus and has been the most popular dish on the national lunch menu for at least three decades. The late 1960s were the time for another curry revolution. One company in Tokushima Prefecture was late to enter the curry business. Desperate to find their place in the market, they turned to technology. At the time, retort sterilization was widely used to preserve canned and bottled foods. But recently, in America, a technology of a retort pouch was invented as a way to store military provisions. It seemed like a great opportunity, so the company started trials to find the optimal temperature, pressure and time. Thousands of ruptured pouches later, they finally found optimal numbers. In 1968, Otsuka's Bonkare went on sale in Kansai region. That made Japanese curry the world's first consumer product in the retort pouch. The sales strategy was to associate the food of Western origin with Japanese mom's home cooking. And it was a success. The image of a packet of curry and a woman in kimono became iconic. Five years after the product was launched, the company sold 100 million packages a year. And now, nothing could stop curry from becoming the favorite food of the Japanese. In 1972, curry with different levels of spiciness appeared. In 1975, a Power Rangers type of TV show featured a character who loved curry. Somehow it became a trend and a few other multi-hero shows made loving curry a feature of a character dressed in yellow. Then in 1978, the most famous curry chain in Japan, Curry House Kokuichibanya, opened its first shop in Aichi Prefecture. In 1982, January 22nd was established as a curry day at primary and middle school. Ten years later, in 1992, Japanese astronaut Morimamoru took pouches of curry to the space shuttle. It proved popular and now Japanese curry is an officially recognized space food. That brings us today when Japanese consumers enjoy more than 100 curry products and about 1,500 different varieties of curry in retort pouches. Some are replicating the taste of famous restaurants, the others feature regional specialities or prime ingredients like Kobe beef. Since they need no refrigerations, they are popular as emergency food rations too. As a response to the increased demand for such items after the March 11 earthquake, both Ezaki Glico and House have introduced ready-to-eat curries that don't need to be heated up to be tasty. The boiling back curry reflects the modern lifestyle and eating habits of Japan. 
gone at the home cooked meals for the full family. Everybody is on their own now. Single person households, families with busy incompatible schedules. Just take a bag, boil it, pour it over rice and noodles and enjoy. It's yummy, but it's a bit sad at the same time. On the bright side though, there is another trend. Some authors suggest curry can prevent aging and help with weight loss. There is even a study that suggests a curcumin-derived component of curry can boost memory and help against Alzheimer's. New healthier recipes encourage home cooks to play with curry, add new spices to a familiar dish and turn it into something to look forward to. Now that you know the short but eventful history of Japanese curry, let's look at the options you have when it comes to cooking or ordering one. First, there is curry rice or kare raisu, and it's all clear here. Then there is dry curry. Start with your classic curry, but just keep cooking it until all ingredients won't turn into a thick paste. Then top it over rice and enjoy. Another simple option is yakikare. Take a deep plate suitable for an oven, put rice, top it with curry, cover everything with a generous layer of shredded cheese, bake, take out of the oven and dig in. The least appetizingly looking in this list is mazekare. In 1910, a restaurant called Jiyuken opened in Osaka. The owner thought that since most customers mix curry with rice before eating, it might be a good idea to pre-mix it before serving. Topped with raw egg and Worcester sauce, it soon became a speciality of the restaurant, and in the 1940s became known all around the country thanks to the novel Miyoto Zenzai, written by Oda Sakunosuke. Next comes the black curry. Not something you'll cook at home, the recipe calls for fatty beef and onions simmered in broth and curry paste for 2-3 days until they turn into a delicious black paste, which is yet not as thick as dry curry. Thinking about thick, delicious curry, the city of Kanazawa comes to mind. Kanazawa curry not only tastes different, but it looks different too. Served on a stainless steel plate, topped with deep fried cutlet and a pile of shredded cabbage, this dish left its hometown and already conquered the hearts of curry lovers all around Japan. A few chain restaurants specialize in serving it, with the most famous and easy to find being Gogo Curry, with black gorilla on a yellow background as their logo. The last one in this list eaten with rice is soup curry. The dish originated in Hokkaido and is well known for chunky pieces of roasted meat and vegetables and boiled egg. Soup curry is prepared without the roux, and the contrast between separately roasted or fried ingredients and spicy yet light soup made it an instant hit in the early 2000s. Coming to noodle dishes, kareudon is a king here. The classic recipe calls for thick wheat noodles, served with a broth made of curry powder mixed with soy sauce-based stock. But some places serve udon with a classic curry, so it's also an option. The next one is a bit tricky. And looking at the number of articles written about the topic, it confuses the Japanese people too. This dish is called kare nanban, often referred to as kare soba. The trick is, nowadays, kare nanban can be served both with soba or udon noodles. Initially, though, it all started with soba. Nanban in the name of Japanese dishes simply signifies leek. So, kare nanban means soba with curry and leek, 
while kare soba means soba with curry and maybe some other veggie but no lick. Let's finish this list with one of my absolute favorites, kare pan. Born in 1927 in a small Tokyo bakery and originally named Yoshoku pan, western food bread, it was soon renamed and became one of the best known Japanese snacks. Originally, I wanted to finish this episode with the classic curry recipe you could try at home. But since it didn't change much in the last 100 years, I won't repeat it here again. Feel free to choose between stirring a homemade roux for 30 to 60 minutes or buying a pre-made curry block. Instead, I'd like to remind you that curry is one of the comfort foods of the Japanese. And so families don't just make a classic recipe every time, but add their secret ingredients to the mix. It can be ketchup, Worcester sauce, cream, butter or grated garlic, anything you like really. Some people even add strawberries, jam, chocolate or instant coffee. So have fun next time you decide to make curry. Let me know your secret ingredients if you have some and remember, I'm always happy to see you at japanexplained.com or among my Patreon members. Talk to you soon! Bye!